Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everybody, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Ben Holderness. And thank you so much once again for coming and joining us on the Holderness Family Podcast. You're always so chipper and I love it. Uh, I feel like if I were moody and nonplussed, Nonplus, I think is. I don't think you're using that right. Doesn't that mean irritated? Mm, I thought it meant. Stay I by. don't know. Googling <laughs> nonplus. It we felt like I, hey, I have a history in, of trying to I say thought, big words, and that, and I'm like kids. He doesn't and getting them wrong. About. Surprised and confused so much that they are unsure how to react. Oh, I I'm, really. I and I've, I've been using it wrong. Um, I actually don't use it. I think I would avoid using that phrase because I don't know what I'm doing. Disinfe- okay. Okay. Sorry. Anyway. I was about to say another one. Okay. Let's move on. What were you going to say? Uh, disinfected. Disinfected? No, disaffected. Is that not a word? Oh, crap. Disaffected. <laughs> Dissatisfied with the people in authority and no longer willing to Got support it. them. That, okay. That was actually on. the one Today's I was Today's yeah. vocabulary lesson, kids. We're also getting you ready for the SAT. You didn't know that. Right. Anywho, you're welcome. You're welcome. Welcome <laughs> to our podcast. I love spending time with you, my husband, and you, the people who are allowing this to come into your ear holes. <laughs> Thank you. Same. <laughs> so today, I'm excited. I am interviewing my husband because on this podcast, we bring in just selfishly. This is all about me. I bring in. We bring in people on areas and topics where I, where we have a genuine curiosity. Uh, we've done a couple menopause and perimenopause uh, podcasts lately. I have a genuine curiosity because I'm in that stage of life and I want to know more about it. We talk a lot about ADHD, anxiety, parenting, marriaging, but you guys, we have a world-class expert among us and his name is Penn Holderness. <laughs> what is he an expert in, you may ask? He is an expert at letting go. No one on this planet will let go of pain, hurt, um, a, a bad day, 
Nobody does it better than a fight. Holder, a fight. <laughs> he forgives after a fight and in a very genuine way, not in the passive aggressive way. I do it where I just say, fine, yes, I forgive you. And I like walk away and then I need like a it, day. You're never really actually done with it. No, yeah. I can. Where, where's I, the next podcast, you should interview me. About how to hold a grudge better? About how to hold a grudge and let it eat at your soul. I, so, because I am still mad at people from high school. I know. I mean, it's not good. Well, thank you. So it sounds like you would like to get some tips and tricks on how I do it. And by the way, like I think stick with us on this because it's not all smiles and sunshine. Everything has its yang, right? Every yin has its yang. So we're actually in the end, Kim, where you were asking me about this and I had a theory that maybe it had something to do with my brain. So we're going to bring in Dr. Marcy Caldwell toward the end, who is my kind of, she's my ADHD, adult ADHD guru. Yeah. And she has some thoughts on how that may have something to do with it as well. So let's talk about you. Well, no. Okay. To start. To start. Yeah. Talk the, about me? Yeah. For the baseline. You know, this has been something I've been trying to work towards, not in a way that we we often have fights. It's not that, because I think you and I do a, a good an, enough job. You do a really good job. I do a good enough job of letting go if we've been in an argument. I think the things I get stuck on are, you know, things with our kids in um, all of... I don't have to explain it to people who are walking the parenting life, but your kids are disappointed. They, you know, don't get the grade or make the team or whatever those really common experiences that kids have to go through. They have to go through those things. I hold on to that, you know, pain for them. I hold on people in my life. My poor mom just had another surgery on her ankle and her foot and she's going to be, she's so stressed out. And so I hold that pain and that disappointment for her. So I don't know why it is that I feel as if, if I hold it, I'm protecting myself. If I hold this pain, if I hold this resentment or this fear that it's a, a way I can kind of build a wall and there's no way I can be disappointed more because I'm already, you know, stressing myself out. Right. So it sounds like letting go, it's a very wide term. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like for you, there's two different types of things. That's And you just qualified it very well. One of them um, is letting go of empathy or disconnecting yourself from that empathy because you are such a spectacular empath. You feel everything. You internalize the, the joys, yes, also, mm -hmm. but also the struggles of not only people that you know and you love, but even people uh, who you have never heard of before who have endured some sort of tragedy, mm -hmm. right? So I think number one is not letting go of empathy because empathy is great, but controlling that empathy. And the other part is forgiveness, right? right? So those are two different things that you can, that you can let go of. Right. Which one would you say you struggle with the most? I do both really well. <laughs> I, it's, it's really hard for me if someone does the completely human thing of hurting my feelings or betraying my trust or a, a laundry list of things that humans do to each other that I have done. You know what I mean? That I, I've, you know, been an idiot and done 
things I'm not proud of in relationships. So I have a, but I have a really hard time letting go, really letting go of that hurt and not going to share specific family things, but there have been things in my family that I just have trouble letting go and I need to, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I hang on the, you know, the empathy stuff totally gets me. I mean, I go really deep and dark on things, especially in the new, with news headlines. So I don't have, I don't wish to let go because I always want to care about things happening to people, but I need to be able to be productive. I need to be able to maintain relationships long-term. So I, I want to, I want to master this art. I will say conversely on this podcast and and our videos, I have always asked you to go a little deeper with me. Let's get vulnerable. Let's get weird. Let's like, let's, let's like talk hopes and dreams. And I think part of you don't go. Sure. I do. I I don't talk. I mean, you, you just gave a general statement that I don't go super deep because I don't do great at where do you see yourself in five years? That's one specific type of depth. So I'm thinking. What, what's that? I'm thinking. I, I just don't know that I would I would put me as someone who never like exposes any depth in these things. I hope not. No, you no you you go deep, but you don't sit there. Oh, I don't sit in the suck. You don't. That's sit different. In the suck. I absolutely don't. Right. I don't. Uh, I I move on. Yeah, and sometimes I'd like to I'd like to sit there a little bit. Mm-hmm. So there's a balance, and I think. The benefit of you not sitting there is the fact that you can move on and get over things so quickly. So together, we are the perfect human. Right. Isn't that how it always is? Or together, we are the most deeply flawed human on the planet if you take the other side. Anyway, so that's your baseline. I just wanted to establish that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm ready to be interviewed. You're ready to be interviewed? Yeah. I, am, I just don't want to. I, I am looking at my phone because that's where my notes are. That's fine. Okay. You're fine. I've been doing the work on just getting uncomfortable and trying not to avoid those uncomfortable situations. And for me, getting uncomfortable means, guys, we're going on a ski trip. Your girl does not really ski. I don't like to be scared or cold. And that is both. And so I, but I'm trying to do it with a smile on my face and being very rah, rah, but you really like if you experience those things, you don't let on. So I just want to know what is happening in your brain? Do you ever experience anxiousness and you just keep a calm and like exterior? Like you just keep so calm for us? Or are you always so chill? So it, it's the answer is not within getting out of a comfort zone. It's probably the opposite for me. Um, when I'm out of my comfort zone, um, I I am at, at peace. I think mm-hmm. it's something new to me, and it's something. And I'm, I hate to be quoting the neurodiverse ADHD brain, but it, it's useful in this sense. I like things that are new. Mm-hmm. I like things that are challenging, and I like things that are of personal interest or that I can conquer mm-hmm. or overcome. And so a stressful situation to some is a very 
peaceful situation to me because it, it has all of my neurons firing in the right direction. The times that I do feel like that are when there's nothing going on. Mm. So it's the, I guess it's the opposite. I do have anxiety if there is nothing going on, particularly at work, if there is nothing happening and I don't uh, feel myself moving forward or I don't feel any creativity happening, that is a, that is a trigger for anxiety. But when there are new things and things that are in motion, I don't feel that way. So maybe that's just my brain. Okay. Is it because you're married to me and I'm a person that cannot let go? I hold grudges. I get anxious. Are you overcompensating or is this just you? Like if you had married like a really chill surfer girl, would you have to take on that anxiety? Are we just yin and yanging it? That's a great question. I, I don't know. I mean, I can tell you some things that I've, that I was like before I met you, uh -huh. if that helps. Sure. But let me start by saying, I do believe in that balance and that you do. And it's, it's an act of love, right? I don't think it's, it doesn't bother me. Or I don't think it's a bad thing, but if one person has a deficit, the other person works to make it a strength. A good partner does right. that to try to make it a strength or just for the sake of having a complete set of opinions. So it may not even be a deficit. It just may be a person needing to help the group, the, the family mass really have like be able to see things from all sides. Mm -hmm. So that's possible. I will say that, uh, and we talked about this with Carlos Whitaker actually last night, when I was young, I was bullied. Mm -hmm. And while I'm not always fantastic at picking up what other people are feeling, my dad made a great point to me when I was, after I, I got home and I, my hair was wet and I'd had something called a swirly that these mm -hmm. two buttholes had, sorry to use that term. Had Do we know their me. names? Can we uh, put them on blast? I would love to, but I'm not going to. And I'm going to tell you why later on. Anyway, I was not, not, I was worse than crying. I was keeping to myself and locking myself in my room. Like it's Aww. worse than crying. I didn't want to share with anyone. And my dad finally kind of pulled it out of me. And I was, exp I think what I wanted to hear from him was revenge. Like I'm going to go talk to this parent and this will never happen again. And I've been guilty of that before too. Right. Yeah. But less so I don't do it as much as I think I, I would have because I, th that's what I wanted. I wanted revenge. And my dad said, uh, what do you think that person, what do you think that person's day was like today? I think they had a good day. And I said, yeah, they were, they were laughing when they did this to me. And he said, I'm going to tell you something. Every bully is having a bad day. And that's why they're being a bully. Something bad has happened to them and they are taking it out on you. And it may be something at school. It may be something with a girlfriend. It could be something in their family. They could have perfectly good parents and be responding this way. Mm -hmm. But the origin of every bullying event is, is, is pain within that person. And I didn't understand that at first, frankly, a little upset because I wanted him to just go kind of pop a bear and just like expel yeah. the guys. Cause I was so embarrassed and it's, so it took a long time for that to sink in, but a couple of things have happened since then I've run into those bullies. I've seen them and I've had conversations with them and they've have found peace and have become better people. And they have, they sometimes have regret and also like, this is going to sound like they didn't turn out to be like, if they were the captain of the football team and they were the bully, they didn't turn out to be Tom Brady. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And that didn't make me feel any better. It, so that's the thing. It would make me feel better. Yeah, I know. 
I know. I'd be like, your life is terrible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's why. I know. That, well, that's the natural feeling, right? No, but that's why you're a better person than I am. Well, I'm not a better person than you are. This, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm really not. You're a better, you are able to understand the feelings of others and pick up on them so much better than me. And that is infinitely more valuable than you feel, feeling what, I believe that you think that you have petty feelings mm -hmm. toward others. And that's what you're saying. It's just about, it's about trying to understand the perspective. And I'm using the bully as an example, but you and I have seen this in hate crimes, in, in racism, in our government, in all of these places where you've been upset. And I've been upset too, but I may have just that little extra thing where I'm trying to think about like, what led this person to do this? I think that creates an understanding. I don't have an interest in feeling sympathetic to somebody who it's acting out a hate crime. That's different. I think that's not, that's, I, I think I can yeah. understand it. I, you know, you can always kind of unravel. Well, let's, let's nuance it more. Let's talk about like an elected official who makes a very small amount of money and is part of a group that has decided politically to act in a certain way, but the rest of their lives are certainly there's value not in as lives. evil as it right. not as no. evil as it appears particularly I, in the media i i also maintain that a lot of those people are just putting on a show they're just performing for a click so that's sure. a different so so the long answer is limited as i am sometimes in empathy when i see acts of hatred or selfishness or really pettiness i i usually in my head translate that to inner sadness by that person sometimes fear or confusion and it allows me to to attach some grace to that person. So showing grace to yourself, showing grace to others mm. is huge. Okay. And we will be right back. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or even exhilarating. But one thing's for certain... If you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you will gain insights and uncover truths that you can only find in therapy. Get those personal breakthroughs and judgment-free support by signing up for Talkspace. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. 
Talkspace is also affordable and in-network with most major insurers. To celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering every listener of this podcast $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness to get $80 off your first month with code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Holderness with code SPACE80. What does get you upset? When do you get very upset and mad? Well, I still can't handle wet willies. So I got, well, part of my bullying was I would get wet willied on the school bus every single day from mm-hmm. like, I don't know, second grade until maybe fifth grade by the same two guys. Someone in college like jokingly did that to me and uh, I was driving my car and I ran the car off the road and I almost killed all of us. So I, that's, that's one thing. So please don't give me a wet willy. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. I'm glad you don't. I'm glad that our kids don't know what that is because I would mm-hmm. never tell them. I, I mean, I still have very little <clears throat> sympathy for anybody who goes after my family. And I have zero sympathy for anyone who doesn't understand and respect the rights of every human being. Right. And that rears its ugly head quite a bit. I also don't like it when people say something and aren't willing to, to listen to a possible other perspective. And like aren't, aren't even willing to listen to that other person mm-hmm. argue because they're so hell-bent that they're right. Do you have an example of a time that you've been upset lately? I mean, you just gave some very broad examples. Because yeah. let me let me say this. We we were on, I mean, if you've listened to this podcast, you know, Penn's dad passed away last year. Yeah. And his mom's not doing great. She's advancing through Alzheimer's. And we got some updates yesterday. Not ideal. And you got the phone call, sat with it. And then it was, okay, we have to get jerseys for the kids' basketball teams. I, I know you weren't, you were not sweeping it under the rug. I'm not, yeah. this is, there's zero criticism. I'm glad you asked me that because it's, it's not that I don't get upset. It's that I don't stay upset, I guess. That's, it, that's, that's what letting go is. Mm-hmm. It's processing that emotion and moving on, I would think. Mm-hmm. I get upset all the time. I was very upset yesterday. That's, that's what you're referring to. Yeah. They, so... I mean, just to update people, because honestly, I think it's important for people to understand what the the journey of dementia is. And we've talked about my dad. My dad passed away six, seven months ago, mm-hmm. and the ending happened pretty quickly. And I'm learning that that's just what happens. You have him surrounded by skilled nursing and care that, that can kind of read the tea leaves some of the time. And so where we are with mom is I think maybe the last time I talked about her, she wasn't talking as much, but she was humming. She was still singing. She could hear songs. She recognized me. She squeezed my hand um, and would occasionally just try to say a sentence, even if it wasn't a word, which was great. That was probably three or four months ago. And the update now is that none of those things are really happening. She's, she's, when she's awake, she's got her eyes closed most of the time, because that's a comfortable place for her to, to be. Her food is now pureed instead of eaten in full. And that's just because as the, as dementia progresses, you lose the ability to eat and swallow, mm-hmm. right? Like she, her, her, uh, but she, her, it's technically Alzheimer's, which is different than dementia. Yeah, no, she's got Alzheimer's. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just, I use that as a catch all. Yeah. They use something called thickened liquids. That's where they are now because 
they need to feel the weight of the liquid or else they'll choke it down their throat. They won't know that whether it's, so it feels like a solid Mm -hmm. when they drink it. So all of her food is kind of has that same consistency. Um, as long as she's eating it, we're okay. And then really what happens is, uh, you, you stop eating, you lose the ability or desire to to eat. That's what happened with my dad. And we, we don't have a DNR. We don't have an IV or a feeding tube as part of the care plan. Um, and that was decided by them a long time ago. Yeah, they made that decision. So that I wouldn't have to decide it, which is y'all get a death plan together. That's all I'm saying. Do it now. Make sure because that is, that is such an, because that is a decision. Every child would always like, they would, part of them would say, I want to preserve their life as much as possible because it's the right thing to do. But, um, the, the other like real part in their head is like, I don't think that they want to live like this anymore. Mm. And that's something that is seen as shameful, right? It probably is seen in some way as shameful. I'm here to tell you it is not shameful. And the best way to prove that right now, because there's no legal right to control your death at this point, right? We can talk about that for a long time because I have strong feelings about that as well. But the one thing that you can do as a parent is put something together in writing for your children to have no choice but to follow. Yeah, at um, his dad's funeral, he it was he just he he designed his funeral. By the way, like, yeah. he, he he um. And then we talked about it, and he had, and we had to find a copy of it, and they handed it out like as you were walking from the sanctuary to the little reception hall to you know kind of shake hands with everybody. Everybody was given a copy, and I think it said. <laughs> like death wish or something my death right wishes. it's a charles bronson movie and was, it's like there is a charles bronson shoot him up called death wish yeah there's something that was yeah. like oh okay that hey, might wait. have been death wishes and, yeah. i think it was like death these are my death wishes right and it's really it, you know your parents decide and they wrote a letter that was kind of heartbreaking to read but they knew this was happening and they said please don't put us somewhere but please don't alter your life to take care of us. And then please don't try to resuscitate us. Please don't try to save us. Yeah. Please don't like, let, let's wrap it up. <laughs> let's wrap it up. Kim is giving a, um, a wrap it up sign. So yeah. the circling of the index finger right now. Well, okay. So the reason we're, we're telling you all of this is because Kim was wondering how I was able to process all of that and then move on with my day pretty quickly and go pick my son up and, uh, you were productive yesterday and get back to work. So we, and that's where I struggled because I was on the phone call and I, my monkey brain has trouble focusing after that. Yeah. And Uh, you jumped back in, you started editing. I think you sang a song, you got kids to carpool and sports and, and things like that. And is that the blessing of not sitting too long in the suck? You acknowledged the suck. You said this sucks, but you don't sit with it. Maybe I did, but it just didn't take as long as it did for for you. I mean, I the the processing of it to me was we got off the phone and you and I got a chance to talk for about 10 minutes. Yeah. And I got a chance to say, I think this is the end of the middle. Yeah. Right? Because there's the beginning of the end and that's when you that's when hospice really takes over and you just want to get her comfortable. But I don't think we're at the beginning of the end. I think we're at the end of the middle. I also with that particular situation was very upset. And maybe you need to hear me say that. So you understand that I'm not a robot, Mm -hmm. but I, we got off the phone call and it was 
when you go from the middle of the middle to the end of the middle, that's a real feeling. It means that it's coming, right? Like I'm going to lose my mom. Um, and it might, it, it might be on schedule. It might be sooner. It may take for a while, but we are headed in that direction because the way that Alzheimer's, uh, progresses, you just can't eat. And so that made me sad. I've also been sad since 2018 when this became obvious that she had this, uh, it's been five years. So I've been sad for my mom for five years and I could have very easily felt this exact way for five years. And there is no way that my parents would want me to be that way. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So part of it is, I don't think mom wants me sitting around thinking about this and I get going. Is it still stuck in the back of my head? Probably. Am I going to crash and burn and spiral like people with neurodiverse brains do? Sure. But this might be a good time to, to bring in Dr. Caldwell. Okay. Good call. Do you have, do you have any other questions or is it okay if we talk about this for a bit? Yeah, let's go. Let's get into it. Okay. So Kim told me she was going to interview me about this and we were actually talking to Amory and to Sam. We were in a, a kind of a team group meeting. And I said, I was like, do you think that it, my ADHD helps me forgive and to kind of move on and to kind of squirrel and just kind of move on to the next thing? Mm -hmm. And there was a look of like interested faces, like, I don't know. And so really the most in-depth way to find this out is to Google, does ADHD affect <laughs> forgiveness? <laughs> Y'all, Google is great. I don't care, but like, we're, we're going to go deeper. The answer was in a couple of things. Uh, yes, the ADHD people are tend to be more forgiving. It was an, on like a big long list of something, maybe on a uh, an article by Newsweek. Yeah. Who knows what it was? But we wanted to talk to someone who really knows what they're talking about. And I love Dr. Caldwell. She was the one who first gave me the mixing board metaphor. She yeah. likes to use metaphors to explain how the ADHD brain works. And the mixing board was that we really, we don't have dimmer switches. It's either all, it's a one or a zero, it's on or off. And there's no way to really multitask a bunch of things. Mm -hmm. So she has this really interesting metaphor about a fishbowl and the important things are the things in the fishbowl and the actual medium of the fishbowl, which is water. Mm -hmm. I like to think of ADHD brains as kind of walking around as if they're like living inside a fishbowl. So imagine a fishbowl sitting on top of someone's shoulders and whatever is in that fishbowl is very present for an ADHD brain. So that includes, you know, your keys, that includes your friends, that includes whatever is kind of present. The minute it's taken out of the fishbowl, it ceases to exist. And emotions are kind of like if we dropped a little dye pocket, you know, like those little tabs of dye that we use for Easter egg dyeing, right? If we dropped one of those into the water and it colored the water, then all of a sudden everything becomes that color, right? So all the things in the fishbowl turn that color. And so when someone's really angry, the color turns red and everything's red and it's all red and that's all we can see, all we can feel, all we can be. And then that color kind of fades away or changes a different color, right? Like a different dye pockets dropped in. And now it's something else completely. Oftentimes when we think about forgiveness with ADHD brains, there's a little bit more, some of it's forgiveness and some of it's just so like, I'm, it just disappeared. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Right? So it's, so the it's dye very is, intense. Yeah. You feel it and then it, disappears not only is it intense it encompasses everything yeah right 
And so I think what you saw yesterday was this call was happening mm -hmm. and everything in my world stopped. Yeah. And I, uh, I honestly, sometimes when I'm on those calls, I forget where I am. I don't know if I've had lunch. I don't know what I just got done working on. I don't know what I've got to do next. It's hyper focus. Yeah. And, and there's, there's sadness and there's grief and there's all those things. And it's very, it is very intense and it doesn't last a super long period of time. You metabolize it faster. Maybe that's what, yeah. You just Maybe that's like, what it is. I feel as if when you have a beer and you're walking around, you're just fine. Whereas if I have a beer, I, I can't walk in a straight line. Right. So you metabolize it you faster. You have beer ADHD. <laughs> so it just takes I, me a while to get yeah. over things. It's like if I, yeah, if I have too many cocktails, I'm feeling it the next day. Whereas you can get out and run five miles. You've metabolized grief, fear, pain and you're just done. I think that's correct. That is amazing. Right? So she's, Marcy is very, uh, Dr. Caldwell, I'm sorry. Dr. Marcy Caldwell is very, very good at finding these metaphors. Right. Like the fishbowl in the, by the way, with ADHD, the fishbowl uh, on the shoulders, I was having a tough time not thinking about the Umbrella Academy. <laughs> Great show, by the way. Because wasn't the leader of like that evil syndicate just a dude with a fishbowl fish on his head? head. Yeah, and on his so shoulders, I got yeah. really excited when she said that. But I think that helps explain it, right? Yeah. And so she mentioned two things. Here's the second thing that she told us about that when we, you know, when I was asking, what's, what, what's the other side of this? What's the yang to this coin? What, what's the problem with forgiving easily and moving on and letting go, mm -hmm. like I said? And she brought up something that honestly was an issue that I had probably until I married you and maybe while I am still being married to you. <laughs> wow, you're still uh, But I don't married. think that's the case. I, I, I believe this is, this is a problem that I used to have that was solved by meeting kind of like the perfect person. And it has to do with like forgiving when maybe you're not supposed to. Any strength has a vulnerability attached to it. Just like any vulnerability has a strength attached to it. So with forgiveness, I think the biggest vulnerability is a tendency to stay in relationships that are not healthy. And because ADHD brains are not particularly skilled at stopping and reflecting and, and noticing the pattern, if they're prompted to stop and reflect, they will notice pattern for sure. They're great at noticing patterns, but the stopping and reflecting doesn't tend to happen. Therefore, they can kind of end up in this series of being hurt over and over again and not notice it for, for too long. I Number one, wow. so big both ways. Number one, when I knew, even when I knew that there was a relationship that we were in, that I was in that wasn't going to be the long-term answer, it was just kind of comfortable. Yeah, I stayed in them for way too long. You did date and people for a long I, time. I like waited for them to break up with me. Wow. Right? Conversely, I had, I have been cheated on several times yeah. and just kind of was, I just kind of got back into it. And did not read the the larger picture signs that was like, this is not the correct relationship for you. Yeah. So yes, and I never made an equation to that and and being the other side of being able to forgive, but that makes sense too, right? You know, there's, I don't know who said it, but there's this phrase that says like, the body keeps score. Your body sort of stores trauma. And I always said, from high school, my body knew before my brain did about relationships I wasn't supposed to be in. And How do you mean? Like 
I just you um, felt I my inside my heart and in my my entire be- I couldn't even the minute and it wasn't even I did date a number of guys who cheated on me, but it wasn't even, even really perfectly nice per people. But I'm like, oh, this is not right. I could not stay in one more day. The light switch went off. My body, I couldn't hold hands, couldn't even pretend to hug them. I was just done. And I think that is that empath energy that just my my body was storing. I just did not have the ability to look past it. So that's interesting that your brain, and it makes total sense, could not process... Your, your your body just doesn't keep score like that. And there's a lot of beautiful parts of it, but you just, you can move on so quickly that like, oh, you cheated on me again? It's okay. You just get over it. It also happened with some jobs, with some places where I worked, where mm-hmm. I, I, I just kind of, I kind of, I definitely pushed past the things that I was really unhappy about. And I stayed in jobs that I wasn't happy with for long periods of time in, in a lot of them. That's to be jobs are you. tough though because yeah. I get that I was unable because it's money and it's how you live. It's and, how you live. Yeah. It, I we got to talk to our friend Carlos Whitaker last night. We just had him on the podcast and he asked a good question because I am an empath and I get pretty anxious. And he's like, "How does an empath with anxiety end up in the news business and go pretty far in the news business?" It's a good question. And I said, not easily. And I was both basically with a curling iron on the floor of my bathroom every day before I had to go to work crying because I was so sad about a story I'd covered the night before or knew the story I was going to have to cover going in. And it was, it was not, so I, my body just could not handle it. Whereas you need to be able to, to do that job. You need to kind of be able to suck it up. Yeah. Yeah. So I think in conclusion here, do you, are you, have you completed your interview? Do you have any I, other you questions know, you I, want to ask? I had another question. Go for it. You know, and it's along that the body keeps score theme. Is there a time you do end up dealing with it? Is there, do you ever bottle it? Is it, because to me, it's not being bottled up from, from what I can see. There's not a time in our family life where you just explode on us or or get really angry and just lash out, which I think I even have a propensity to do. I store it up and then it just explodes. You don't that I can think of, but is there has there been a time where you just... Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let, let's see if we get there. I mean, uh, it... No, uh, and I'm happy about that. I just think, honestly, maybe what we've learned here is that I'm metabolizing it more quickly. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel frustrated and sad and angry, and I get really frustrated sometimes. As a kid, I flooded a lot. That was when you, your emotions got the most of you and you just kind of lost it. And that didn't completely go away, but I learned how to manage it. Like I'm watching my my son learn how to manage it right now, and it's so awesome to see him. But it's such it an ADHD thing, don't you think? It is, it, it is. It um, and the term flooding was actually given to us by a teacher because you know PC had a situation where he was hit in school, and it you know not ideal. But his reaction to it was outsized. Yeah, it was Ralphie and Christmas Story. Right, it was it, like one of those. It things. was a little outsized for third grade or whatever grade that happened. And he's like, he's flooding. His brain can't process 
how he wants to deal with it. And he just kind of, yeah. and, and it, the dam breaks. He's definitely, he's definitely fine now. I mean, he's in seventh grade now and he's 13, but it took a minute. Yeah. I would say that I have some really good built-in stress relief in my life. Tennis is one of them. Working out like heavy lifting mm-hmm. is one of them. You can really take out a lot of aggression and mm-hmm. things like that. And I do think that you and I, since we got into counseling, have learned how to use the language so that we do fight at the right time instead of storing it up and yeah. it turning into a tornado or a hurricane. I can't promise that I'm not going to flip out at some point because people who flip out don't want to flip out. It just mm-hmm. happens, right? So it just hasn't happened to me. Mm-hmm. But you've seen me angry. You know it happens. Yeah. You don't want me to get angry. No. But you want me to... Process emotions like in a normal time. in a healthy way right mm-hmm. so maybe what we've learned today is that i metabol i metabolize mine pretty quickly i probably don't show i don't show it as much as maybe others do or maybe as much as you would like me to show it so you knew that i was processing this sort of thing and i think what we learned about you is that you can you may have trouble letting go but maybe I could use a little more of your not letting go so that I don't put myself in situations that aren't ideal for me. You know what I mean? Whether it's work or or something else, like uh, advocate for myself if I'm not happy with something instead of just saying, okay, it's fine. We'll move on. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And I, I think I'm going to try to put into action showing myself some grace, but also others. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just a muscle. I have to, activate yeah it's just it's not a a muscle i have access to and sometimes after i had that wrist surgery they put in a nerve block so i couldn't my hand was just a limp noodle i there you know i was my brain was telling my arm you know activate lift do it but for 24 hours it felt like i it was just it was a joke like i couldn't feel anything i was throwing my arm around it was hysterical but that's what it feels like, my brain telling my body, telling my emotions, like, you got to get over this. You have to let go. Mm-hmm. You you need to let go. And I just, uh, it sucks. And, and, and <laughs> I do that. And so I deal with it by, I'll go to the pantry and I'll get a snack. I have been tempted to reach for a glass of wine more than I should, but I, I've done a good job of not... Although it's very freaking tempting every single night. Yeah, I think if I could process that, I'd have healthier reactions to stress. So thank you so much for making it to the end of this, you guys. If you did, take a screenshot and uh, post it on the Twitter net. What do you do with the screenshot again? Just like Instagram stories. Yeah, put it on Instagram stories. Yeah, tag us on Instagram stories. And we can talk. And if you tag us on Instagram stories with anything about the podcast, we are very responsive. Very responsive. It's our favorite. You you guys who are listening are my favorite kind of people because you respond, generally speaking, if you're listening to this right now, with a lot of depth and thought with what it is that you have to say. Yes. And, you know, there's. I love the fact that we get to make people laugh for a living, but this is a place where we get to talk about being better people. Speaking of laughing, 
How many times do you think I'm going to fall or get stuck on a chairlift while trying to go in an effort of going skiing? We're definitely going to. So your next podcast you'll hear from us will be, we'll talk about what we just did. Like Kim Mm -hmm. is going out of her comfort zone. I am probably going to try to go down a couple of hills that are way too dangerous for me. A lot of times she'll go on vacations and Vacation Kim comes out and Vacation Kim is freaking awesome. I know. So uh, Vacation Kim is, she, Vacation Kim, let's go. I do. You really do. You let go when you're on vacation. You know why? It's because you don't have all of the crap that you have to do in real life. And so if I can't, if there's no dishes to do and people to be picked up and all that stuff, I can just be, I think vacation, maybe when I retire, I'll be full-time vacation Kim. I don't doubt that. I, but I mean, you'll find something that you care about. You're never going to be fully retired. I, I tend no, to know no, that no, about no, no, you. No. But right. I do think that when you do have that, you know, one week where you really can get yourself out of the, out of the mood, out of the, out of the mode that you're in right now, mm-hmm. um, you're a different, a lovely person. And I love both of those people, but you're like, you're able to let go better. And one reason why lately you've made it so that on vacations, you like to your husband to plan them. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. We've, I, I think this flies in the face of what people expect out of me. I think people think I'm some sort of type a person. I am not you guys. I'm trying to pack for this trip. And the, first of all, the reason I, the only reason the downside of travel is packing for travel. Yeah. So our entire room is covered with options of what I'm to wear. And I sort of just don't want to deal with it. I'm not good at paperwork. I'm not good at planning. I don't even really know what we're doing because I just, my brain can't handle it. The details of it, which seems people are surprised by that. People send me information like, Hey Kim, I wanted to tell you about this thing and here's some paperwork and like you're sending it to the wrong person i will not do this so yeah so i don't know i know where we're going loosely but i don't know much beyond that oh i can't wait this is gonna be fun and i didn't i planned some stuff but i didn't over plan it because i wanted there to be some days for us just to kind of see what happens unwind jillax yeah and put the wine in unwind jillax do you guys know where that's from unwind jillax comment below there's nowhere to comment i'm sorry all right we're gonna get out of here we're gonna go on vacation we're gonna tell you how it went Um, but by the time they're listening to this we'll have been back from vacation it's like a weird podcast time travel right but then the next podcast we're gonna tell people about they don't have to know that did you just toot okay thanks for coming by see ya and just farted oh by the way let me tell you a really funny story so we went to go visit Penn's mom and she's like we just explained she's not verbal and she's not really responsive and Pen sat on the bed and was like, you know, trying to hold her hand, and he just let one loose. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the place to do it. What's it's what no one and no one's gonna say anything. Started, she started laughing and she made this face that you she wanted to just punch him in the arm and say, "Oh, Pen, that's disgusting," and just laugh because she's a boy mom, and you can tell she wanted to do that. It was really sweet. And then you did it. You were like conjuring up farts. I'm like, we are going to leave because you have messed your pants. So that um, was my favorite part of that. Yeah, it was. Day. It was really funny. She was very tickled yes. by your toots. So as all of those things start to fade away and her and her brain uh, becomes a prisoner of Alzheimer's, she still is, her farts. thinks it's funny when her son farts. And I love Fart that jokes her. never get old. Yeah. I mean, they get stale. Bye.
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.